was it good? Welcome to Was It Good? I'm your host, Ravi, and I'm joined by my two mad titans, Ooh. Arjuna and Krishna. Hello. We just finished I watching, am the one who knocks. We just finished watching Avengers Infinity War, and holy shit. <laughs> wow, wow, whoa. That's, yeah, holy shit. But first, a quote. <clears throat> In time, you will know what it's like to lose, to feel so desperately that you're right, yet to fail all the same. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. You gotta, you gotta do like Josh Brolin. Dread it. Run from it. The dread. I am Josh Brolin. <sighs> or do it like Jar Jar Binks. Misa, so horny. <laughs> Arjuna. It is the same company. Details. I, I'm listening to the song still. I'm sorry. Let's it's, the it's, it's so emotional. Wait, we got. This is gonna be a we, long We is a long, long ass show, and I, I think our viewers want to know what we're talking. We talking about what? So on this episode, we are talking about Avengers: Affinity War, the movie that we have all been waiting to see for ten years since the release of Iron Man One back in '08, that kicked off the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have essentially been building up to this moment. First teased in the first Avengers movie after credit scene, where we saw the smiling Mad Titan himself, Thanos. Uh, we have built up to the Infinity Stones and the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, and it has been three phases of movies, 17 movies total, uh, to get here. Quite the emotional journey, quite an ambitious journey uh, in movie history. I don't think anything even comes close to the scope, uh, the magnitude, the business, the merchandise, the money um, that's Lots been involved. Lots of billions in this. and billions of dollars. A lot of money, a lot of money, and uh, it's it's kind of it's it's a culmination, and it's a culmination for us uh, as well to see this Avengers movie. I know, uh, I think, uh, you know, at this table, we've all we've seen just about every movie, um, almost. Krishna, have you st- wait? Have you seen Dark World? Yes, Dark no, World? I, I have. Oh, yeah. so then I think everyone at this table has seen every single Marvel movie. I think myself personally, I've seen every all the previous seventeen and tonight uh, saw Avengers: Infinity War. So I've seen all eighteen, I believe, in theaters. I so feel yeah, so that, sorry for you. That's <laughs> what we're talking about. Uh, and you know, before we even get started, major, major. Major spoilers ahead. Mm. Uh, we are going to take a complete and utter deep dive and dissection into this movie. If you have not seen this, pause this podcast right now. Go to your closest theater or laptop to... Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Damn. I'm sorry. Did you say go to your laptop? Are you are you saying that the movie's leaked online or no, something, no, Arjuna? No. no, no. Uh, Arjuna said it first, go to not your, I. Go to your theater, closest theater or laptop and <laughs> watch the movie. Look and for then, a, look for a torrent named then, uh, Leaked Avengers: uh, <laughs> Infinity Wars. Yeah, <laughs> and look uh, on the watch, Pirate Bay. I don't know. Watch <laughs> it, and uh, then you can come back to this and follow along and, and talk with us. So let's just jump into it, Krishna. Mm. We're gonna start with you because you're bald. <laughs> yeah, I think you say that every week. Just like Thanos, or is it Thanos? We don't even Thanos. Know. They don't know. What uh? What was your initial 
take on it? What did you when the the the, the movie finally ended and you're like, finally, I can go and take a leak. After almost three hours, yeah, yeah. But after the whole, I yeah. have to take a leak. Uh, well, what did you, you, your, your opening sentence, I think, summed up my reaction pretty well. Holy shit, um, they they nailed it in terms of the scope, the the ambition. It it truly was a culmination, and it was. I think it was beautifully done. Uh, it's not a perfect movie, but no superhero movie ever is. Not really. Um, it was a ton of fun. Uh, it was more emotional than I was expecting. Um, Did you tear up a little bit? No, I, I never. I it never got that emotional. I mean, that's You're heartless. But uh, <laughs> wow. But uh, no, it 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 definitely pulls on the heartstrings. They the the characters themselves. They they really nailed it. Would you say this is maybe the first Marvel movie to pull on your heartstrings or? Are there other Marvel films leading up to this that where you were like, no, uh, damn, no, I would say Guardians, the first Guardians, um, with Peter Quill and his mother, that was, you know, I felt something, I, I felt something there. I don't know what it was, but I felt something. Gas. Um, and and actually Guardians too, you know, again, I did feel something like uh, they they uh the Peter Quill and um Kurt Russell and uh no not Kurt Russell uh, what's his name blue guy. Hondo oh, Yondu. Zon, um, Yondu. Yondu. Fucking Mary Poppins. <laughs> Yondu. Hondu. Yondu. Yondu. Played by Michael Zondo. Rooker. Yes. Uh, that was, I th- that to me, before this, maybe it was actually very emotional too. But um, yeah, no, back to Infinity Wars. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, I was a little scared on the opening because to me, the opening was the weakest part. Uh, not in terms of what happened, but how it was done. I, you know, it just felt a little bit too staged. You know, I was like, I mean, I get what they're trying to do here. I, I didn't feel it. Second scene onward, I was like, oh, hey, thank God. You know, it was. When it you was say fine. second scene onwards, where where the Hulk comes smashing into. No, you're no, talking no, no, about Tony Stark and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Pepper yeah. Pots. yeah well, that that part, yeah, I was still a little bit. I was like, oh no. Right. I was like, but oh, basically, when the Earth starts, Earth stuff yeah, starts happening. Yeah, like and Hulk then crashes. And then sh- Tony Stark's brought yeah. in. Yeah, and as soon as you see the Guardians, I was I just completely let out of breath and was like, "This movie's gonna be great." Wow. So, wow. Uh, yeah, I, that's I my would, initial. Question. I would say actually the I actually appreciated the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I they just what they were trying to do. Right. I just I just I, it, to me it felt a little bit like too much murder. No, 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 no. It was it was it was how they executed it. It mm. felt like it, it didn't like I I knew what was gonna happen. Like, I knew they were going to kill off some guys. I don't know if that's because sure. I knew what was going to happen in the movie. Right. I already knew that the stakes were going to be high for this. It's just that I think I knew what was going to happen, and the way it was executed, I just didn't really have any investment in it. I was like, oh, yeah, Loki died. Whoop-dee-doo. Heimdall died. Whoop-dee-doo. Did, did Valkyrie's you, dead. Did you feel that way because you thought... Because when I first saw that, I was like, yay, they're they're just starting off the murder spree. Woohoo! Murder, murder, murder. Yeah. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I was kind of thinking... Yeah, but they're gonna come back. Oh yeah, I, I mean, you you kind of go into this movie thinking that okay. because it's a comic book movie, and in the right. comic books, characters die and come back to life six or seven times. Let's be honest, you know, it, it's so. Uh, but but you know, you have to forget about all that within the actual context of the movie. The stakes were high. It was emotional. Um, I was legitimately for the first time ever. I would say. Uh, in the, in a Marvel movie, I was shocked. There were, there were there were scenes that happened. I was like, "Wow, I did not see that coming." They pulled it off. Well done, Bravo. Tuna fish. I disagree with Christian on a few points. Uh, I'll um, get the knives. <laughs> oh wow! Ting ting 
ping, ping. Um, did that escalate no, way too uh, quickly? In terms of emotion, you know, some Marvel movies have had had some, you know, subtle play of emotion. You know, you mentioned Guardians one, and there's a few various moments throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But this was this was different because, uh, like I said at the top of the show, it's the culmination of this ten year journey and these seventeen films that have come before it, and you know. You know in the back of your mind that, you know, not all of this will stick because it is playing with reality. It is playing with the Infinity Gauntlet. It is a comic book movie. But I will say that, you know, the specific scene of, of Gamora. Um, oh, I, you know, no, I said I was, it was yeah. emotional. No, no, I understand. Oh. I, but you said there have been some. This was at a completely different level to me. Like, I don't, I don't think it's an even comparable level um, mm-hmm. to, to me. Like, it... it, it uh, like it was, it was completely done differently, just because it played on a ten-year history. Uh, and I think for me, like just the opening, the opening scene um, was an interesting choice. It was an interesting choice to not even, you know, not show the battle on the Asgardian ship. It was an interesting choice. Or Xandar, e- right? Uh, or it, to even show what happened to Xandar and just have Thanos start with the Power Stone. That was an interesting choice. Um, as well, it was just there were a lot of interesting choices to start the movie off. But I think from the very get go, it was it was nonstop. It was you could there were there was no time really to catch your breath or go pee. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there there was no pee breaks, uh, and it, it flew by. And um, it was it's just a lot to process. Honestly, I I I I'm still processing now. And it's been over an hour since we finished watching the movie and. Actually, I would. I, it's I might, crazy. I might say. Honest. I might say this if I could cut in real quick. It might be the first Marvel movie where I was legitimately kind of sad it ended. I was like, oh, I wouldn't have minded maybe fifteen, twenty more minutes. I was like, oh, um, you know, um, I was having such a good time. Yeah. That when it ended, I was like, I, I was glad it ended, but I was like, I wouldn't have been mad for an extra ten minutes of something. That's just. Me. I mean, I'm glad it ended because you <laughs> didn't. <laughs> I, I, like, no, I, I, no, I'm I glad. It. I'm glad it ended where it did because oh, you yeah, didn't yeah. want too much descending action from. Yeah, the big I, moment. I just meant if you could have thrown in another fifteen minutes. Oh, I know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it being longer, but that's no, just, I, I would that's not. That's just have uh, saying like how much I enjoyed. I mean, it was it. A, it was a two and a half hour movie, two hour and a half hours plus, and it, if, to me at least, it did not feel agreed anywhere close to that. It felt like a two hour movie. It, it felt like well, a, yeah, the pacing of it was great. I mean, yeah, the fact that you have so many characters from seventeen movies, nobody. F- it didn't seem like anybody got too much screen time. It yeah. was nice and I think spread out across the board. We saw what Tony was doing, we saw what Steve was doing, we saw what was happening with Vision, we saw what was going on with Wakanda, saw what happened with the Guardians, the Guardians splitting, doing the whole Thor thing. They were all over the place, but it didn't feel like you were rushed. Um, this is probably one of the Yeah, probably one of the only superhero films where I thought the pacing was actually um Almost perfect. Which is good. And they w- needed to nail the pacing with such a large cast. If the pacing had been off even a little bit, I think it would have been like, oh, God, this is this is hurting a little bit. Or it would have felt unbalanced. That might be a better way to put it. I agree. Yeah, it, it totally would have. And I just want to commend the... Like, before we even go further, just commend the Russo brothers. It was, I think, a task that... I mean, at least I didn't believe that they anyone could really pull off where you have... Third, you know, twenty, thirty plus comic book characters that you're juggling. You have all these different plots, and when I heard like, "Oh yeah, we have different sections," I'm like, "How is that going to really, you know, flow and mesh?" And it worked perfectly. I mean, 
it was it was it was very well paced. It was very well done. Um, it it all made sense. It all felt right. You know, there wasn't anything like, mm, you know, I would have changed this around or met, spent more time here. It, it nothing felt. I think like Ravi just said, like it lingered too long or anything like that. Yeah, how'd you feel about it? It was a movie. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't want to like go batshit crazy here and be like, oh my god, it was fucking awesome i loved every moment of it why did it have to end i'm slightly depressed that it's over i don't want to say that then then don't i'm how, slightly how depressed <laughs> that it's over no i really enjoyed it oh, okay it was it was fa- it was fabulous it was just it was a lot of fun um i went into the movie taking advice of many people if you know go into it set your expectations realistic you were so excited i was very excited <laughs> don't even because it's, because <laughs> I, I i know and I, I get very excited for for going to the movies and for seeing these big things and especially yeah, like, you're like, like a little kid it's yeah just, especially like arjuna great. says like it's 10 10 years that we've been building up to this 10 years and i i said to both of you you know i didn't believe that marvel that the walt disney company had the balls to go and do something drastic, right? Which is, you know, kill main characters, actually set the 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 stakes so high, and then actually let the bad bald bastard actually get his wish. Like I didn't think they would do it. And they actually did it. He clicked his fucking fingers and then boom, half of the the universe's people are gone. Like that I was so happy. I clapped. I actually clapped. I did yeah. hear that. I, I clapped I, I, once. I, but I, heard, I, clapped. I think. I think when and it, you clapped though, and I don't think anyone realized what was going to happen. Yeah. You clapped when he clicked his fingers. Yep. And then right as soon as you clicked, then Thor says, "What did you do?" Yep. And I was like, "Ravi's clapping." <laughs> uh oh. <Yeah. laughs> I was just. <laughs> I was just it was amazed. It, it was great. And then and, and that sequence where he clicks and then he's in this. Um, yeah, that was dreamlike great. state of reality, whatever. And then he's talking to the young Gamora, and she says, "What did you do it?" And he's like, "Yes," and she's like, "But at what cost, right?" And I think that's that's crucial because Marvel has always had an issue with really bad villains, right? <laughs> yeah, forgettable villains. No, not recently. Really, not the recent- last few films that they've had have had good. I mean. Killmonger was great in Black Panther. Right. Um, I know you hate Spider-Man, but I Vulture. think... Vulture. Oh, no, no. Vulture, Vulture was, was great. great. Well, yeah. Vulture was good. I hope he was not wiped out. But this guy, <laughs> but Thanos, though, I think... I mean, there's still a sequel coming, right? There's still half the story to tell. But from what I've seen what of Thanos... What if Disney was like, there's no sequel? I will <laughs> do something terrible. Wait, wait. Probably read a book or They're something. They're just like, what? we lied. But Thanos, <laughs> I think, is probably by far right now my favorite villain in the Marvel Universe. Because... They actually took the time to paint a picture of this guy, right? He is not the typical villain that you would get in standard comics of, I want to destroy the world, and I'm Count Dracula. He, <laughs> he did it because he fundamentally believes in this thing, because he witnessed it on his planet. Mm-hmm. Um, Titan. Titan, yeah. and then that he, he wants to fight overpopulation. Right. <laughs> He's basically a Trump's... Wait, no. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Wow, I see what you, what you did there. Um, and and fuck, the secret. Fuck! Yeah, <laughs> wait, Trump or me? <laughs> you fucking. Fuck. Uh, I That's mean, it's, it's interpretive. The sequence also with Gamora and um, and Red Skull and, oh, you know, uh, that whole thing. <laughs> whoa, 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 Red Skull. Oh, Actually, well, whole whole before, before I jump into this whole thing, yeah. I, I want to go around and, and we're going to do this pretty quickly. Um, but I want to know what your 
biggest surprise was and what was your biggest emotional surprise? As in what sequence emotionally were you like, why am I feeling something for this? Why do I care? Uh, uh, yeah, like I mean, for me, the, the emotional surprise was the Gamora death. Um, really, before that, you could argue she was the main character of the movie almost. Uh, they she had a lot of dedicated screen time. Obviously, she had the most intimate relationship with uh, Thanos, uh, and they really did a, a great job building that up and and everything. And then, you know, as soon as um, you have the sequence where they go to the planet, uh, and I'm gonna look it up in a second here, uh, and I don't know, I'll probably butcher the name, but when they go, uh, Vormir. Um, they go to Vormir where the Soul Stone is, and then the big shock is Red Skull being uh, this keeper, which I thought was a little random, personally. Um, <laughs> the guy who's sitting next to me loved it and freaked out. And we, we need to talk about that guy. Yeah, we will totally we will talk, talk about, about that, that guy. guy. He's a legend. What see? Were you G uh, G thirteen? Mister G twelve. No, he's G fourteen. G four. Was he G fourteen? Yeah. I, I think oh, I was, no, he's no, G11. No, I'm G14. No, he's G11. I was G11. G12. Yeah, G, yeah, yeah. G11. Uh, okay, so, you know, that was random or whatever. But then when, you know, the Red Skull, as the Keeper says, you have to sacrifice something. And you're like, in the pit of your stomach, you're like, oh, no. He's going to, like, throw Gamora off, Yeah. you know, at this point. And the whole way it was done where Gamora doesn't realize, and you know, it's done. It was, uh, like, I, I, I was very surprised how emotional I got. I, I definitely got very sad. Um I did almost cry. I will admit that. Wow. Um, at that point, it was it was a very. Are you sure, that powerful... wasn't the Indian food. No, it, it really <laughs> wasn't. It was just very. I th- I thought it was very well done, and to me, it was so emotionally surprising. Hmm. Um, the most surprising moment, I I, I was the opening for me. Uh, you know, I didn't think, I for the longest time thought they were going to start with showing the destruction of Xandar. Uh, and to skip over that was an interesting choice, like I said. I don't know exactly how I feel about it. Um, it felt a little glossed over. Um, but that was that to me, I guess, was the, how it started. And then just with the destruction of the Asgardian ship, instead of showing any type of battle, um, that to me was the most surprising. Cool. Moment. I think the most emotional part for me, uh, the Gormor stuff was really well done. But I think the part that really stuck out in my mind for some reason is when Thor is sort of uh, about to, you know, sort of losing in front of Rocket on the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, me and Juno were talking a little bit about this on the on the way back. Um, uh, I think that's actually probably the most emotional that we've ever seen Thor. He's the most vulnerable we've ever seen him. And he's still trying to play off this, like, macho tough guy. Like, oh, you know, suffering and, you know, is a great motivator to clear your mind. For <laughs> he, should, he should be a motivational oh, speaker. It was great. But, you know, it, it's, cause it's weird, though, because, you know, he he's literally has lost everything. And then when Rocket asks him, like, so what if Thanos wins? Well, he would be like, well, you know, I really don't have anything else. So, you know, kind of whoop the fucking do. Who cares, yeah. you know, at that point, right? And he's like, wow, yeah, I, you know, you're totally there with him. I like that, you know, I like that emo teenage Groot clearly was like i feel you man like you know he, there was like little shots of him being like oh whoa you know this guy I'm this guy Groot. this guy gets it <laughs> i was like okay emo Groot, you're gonna grow up to be a hipster you know we know this um the most surprising uh you know it, it's probably it's the most obvious but I, to me it's still surprising is when you know half the cast you know turns into dust i was like wow first of all i thought that was beautifully done it, it was going by one by one, and it, it almost felt like an episode of The Walking Dead, 
or Game of Thrones because you're like they have they have a bunch of characters in this in, in certain shots and you're like which one of them are gonna go we don't know so you know when they when they went to the Tony Stark part you know it was like one by one they're all going I'm like they're not gonna do another one nope they just got another one and it was literally everyone another but one Tony bites Stark. the dust yeah another one became boom, dust boom, except for boom, Nebula boom. Nebula uh, um. Yeah, and yeah. I, I will say the part with Peter Parker actually, like, actually being afraid, being like, "Wow, I don't want to do this." I, that was actually a very powerful moment too. Because you bum, that was going to be my emotional well, surprise. Th- that's not my emotional, my emotional oh, thing. I'm just well, saying that crap. was that's just part of it. You know, part of that that scene that was surprising. So, so as you I can d- still say that. Well, yeah, as I said, that emotional part. Yeah, that was. I thought Tom Holland did a really good job as Spider Man again, but yeah. specifically that sequence where. Yeah, he's a t- he's a superhero and everything. He wants to be an Avenger, but the stakes are real, like we said, and he knows he's about to go, and he's like, I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. And that was like, I'm sorry, boy, but you have to. Well, yeah, he's the most relatable. Yeah, he's a teenager. He's a kid. Yeah. You yeah. know, Tony was the one that brought him in, and it's also that realization for Tony. Like, he has he's 100% failed, failed at this point. <laughs> like, he has failed. Um, but to be fair, though, Tony has failed... This is in his, every his, movie. His, <laughs> his third or fourth biggest mess up. This is a pretty big mess up. I, 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 you I'm can put this. You, well, you can put this, and we'll get. We'll explain all this in a minute. But this is this is Doctor Strange's mess up. It, quote unquote mess up. Uh, it's not his mess up. But we'll we'll get to, we'll, we'll get to that. We so will. my my but most, wait, this is not all on Tony Stark. So my most surprising part was when. Um, I actually, before I get to this, I just want to say you had said that you felt Gamora was like the main character. I actually felt up until that point, yes. I felt Vision and uh, the Scarlet Witch were kind of the main folks, or maybe they were the main folks on Earth. Maybe Gamora was the main folk in main focus in space. But the part I found surprising is when um, they're kind of like on their date or whatever. Uh, Vision in and Scotland. In Scotland. That's not a Scottish accent. Anyway, <laughs> when they're on their little date thing, and then all of a sudden, the vision gets stabbed. Oh, yeah. That was actually like, oh. That was surprising because I, I legitimately I, I jumped in that. Yeah, I, was, I almost peed myself. Yeah. I was like, crap, this isn't a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was also surprised at how um, annoying the, the psychic guy was. Like, I, I really, when he died. Wait, I, what's, what psychic guy? The psychic, uh, one of Thanos' children. Uh, the uh, Black Order. The that's, Black Order. That's what they're called. The Black Order. Yeah. The oh, main the guy, the, the main guy who was who had yeah. Doctor Strange captured. He was so annoying. Yeah, he sounded. I was so was happy he him? died. It it sounded a lot like Hux. Dom Hill Gleason who plays Hux. It is not. It so the character's so name was Ebony guy. Maw, and it was a an Irish actor named Ton um, Von Lawler. Oh, interesting. Well, he did a great job. He sounded just like Don Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good job there. Oh, by the way, best character by far, Drax. Every line he said was gold. I <laughs> When he was just standing still and he's eating things, he's like, I am so still. I messed the art of invisibility. <laughs> and then the part when Thor's lying there and he's like, and, and Peter Quill is like, who is this dude? He's, he's like, man. no, you're a dude. This is no, this is not a dude. You're a dude. This is a man. <laughs> and then he's like, look at his heavenly muscles. <laughs> he's like it's stroking like, him. It's like, like a I was like, it's so pyre and an angel yeah. had a baby. Like, like once again, once again, I, I, in both Guardian movies, and, and I would say in this one, I think Drax is very underrated. Steals every scene he's in. His comedic timing is on point. Um, and uh, they use him great. He's just, he's like, 
comedic one-liners. Uh, it's it's wonderful. I love it. Wait, uh, no, I want to take it back. Peter Dinklage's character that surprised me. That was pretty great. He wasn't. He was. He, <laughs> he was. He was, a, he was a dwarf, but in this universe, dwarves were big. <laughs> it's <was> great. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Do you think they're like, hey, can you be a dwarf? He's like, no. He like had to like freak out. Mom was like, I'm not going to be a dwarf. And they're like, all right, we'll make you giant. Giant yeah. dwarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, th- I think I feel like um. Cause I had I actually I had I had a, a, a an idea for a story like I was gonna write this like fantasy story where the race of dwarves which are always supposed to be small were actually big because the ancient races you know there was actually people even bigger than them and so you know but they stole my idea or I stole it from them with unknowingly An- another surprise I actually had was the amount of like fake out Thanos deaths we had there, there were like two or three where it's like oh yeah Thanos dead he's like psyched or like they actually like they beat him down or like almost beat him there was early on with Gamora where like straight up kills him and you're like wait wait what? Yeah, and even, <laughs> and even Star Wars like, well, that was surprisingly easy, right? And you know, it's like it's not going to be, but that was a little surprising. And then, um, when they're fighting him on Titan, they like have him down, and they're 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 about to get that gauntlet off, and then Peter Quill has to be Peter Quill and fucks it all up, which was good though. Um, I mean, because that that is the correct reaction for for him. And, you know, with the stake of the relationship. If he didn't do that, I would be disappointed. Well, I and mean, the humans, they, they ultimately lost because humans. of human qualities, right? Or, or like, hubris. Right, exactly. Like, and uh, suffering. Well, right, right. Whatever. And then, the la- and then the last, obviously, was near the end where Thor strikes him with the axe. And you're like, wait, are they actually going to Disney this? And I think you said this on our car at home, Christian. I was like... Are they actually just gonna like end it like like Thanos dies at the end? I was like, wait, when, when Thor's hammer hit Thanos, I was like, Thanos, no! <laughs> <laughs> I was so like, you, you actually you him. actually had a connection then with Thanos. You cared? No, because I yeah, not the way that you think. I was like, I, I don't want Christian's them to all of a sudden be like they kill Thanos and that's it. I'm well, like, that would be stupid. Well, you know, I thought they were gonna go more of the traditional comic book route because they defeat Thanos and Adam Warlock is mostly responsible and then takes a gauntlet and goes insane himself. And I actually thought they were going to have Thor portray that role of Adam Warlock because he had lost so much in the last few movies. Um, he is obviously so powerful within the MCU. And then he was going to take that Infinity Gauntlet up and go insane. Well, that, that would be... I, I have a, a sneaking feeling that we're going to see someone go insane. And I think it's going to be uh, the traditional Stark versus Rogers thing. Because they've had, uh, they, have they haven't, they yeah. haven't met face to face this film. Yeah, correct. There is still a lot of bad blood between them, mm-hmm. which I, which by the way is great because I think, I, uh, and I said this to Arjuna at the end of Civil War, we were all like kind of mad because of that, like basically love letter at the end. Yeah, when it's like, hey, you, back, you know, Tony. A lot of a lot of a lot of things friend. have happened, but you know what? We're still best buddies. You know, we're and like, here's okay, a flip what? phone. But th- but then but then we but then we're clearly like they show that no, that was just you know that wasn't well, that and didn't also solve anything. Two years have passed. Yeah, correct. and they haven't talked. And th- they yeah. and they've brought it up. They brought it up in in the in um Civil War in Infinity War in Infinity War. Right, that two years have passed, which also brings us back to the whole as we're talking about with time and everything. We know in Homecoming, Homecoming is two months after Civil War, which is in 2014. What? Good to know. Civil War came out in 2016. 2016, right. So Homecoming takes place two months after that. Two months after that, so still 2016. But then we get a title card 
where before the title card, it shows the events of Avengers, the first one in 2017, 2012. Then it says eight years later. It says uh, four years later. Nope. Look at it. It says eight years. Yeah, I, I know it's a screw up for sure. But people keep speculating if this stupid uh, Infinity Gauntlet is going to play a factor in there. Are they? Did they set it up? No. I think set, they wait, set, it up. set what up. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I'm losing you here. What? Set it up so that when everything gets reset. Right? No Avengers 1? No, that no Avengers one, but the time somehow shifts or things change so that Homecoming is actually eight years later. Oh, that's interesting. Well, here's the th- other thing, and we're, I I mean, we're getting it. into speculatory rumors, which we uh, all love. Rumor rolls. We have to get that Avengers four, which is still untitled. The official title hasn't been released, but it has been reported that a lot of scenes have been set up that replay different moments within the MCU. There have been moments from the opening sequence in uh, Civil War, which is the uh, attack that they have with crossbones being replayed. There is a scene... What do you mean being replayed? Replayed where? Or not replayed, but resetting, like setting up the exact same scene again with the same clothing and everything. It's like they're revisiting different times. You're saying that they've actively gone with a crew and shot this. They've gone with a crew and shot at the same locations with the same actors and actresses in the same clothing. This so is factual or this is a rumor? This is factual. This is so so and like this was when they were filming Infinity War? Yeah, they well they fil- they filmed Infinity War and four back to back. Right. Oh they did. Um, they did. It was oh, all filmed back to back. And Whoa. they pulled the Lord of the Rings. And um good for them. It's cheaper. So the big yeah. the big thing was Scarlett Johansson was like blonde in this movie and with short hair. She was seen with that same like brown cream jacket with the red hair right around like one of the exact same trucks in the same place where they shot, like I said, that Civil War opening. And there's been a couple of other reports like that where um, like the in Avengers uh, Age of Ultron, when they all see their greatest fears and Steve is in the like World War II dance hall with Peggy Carter. That scene was recreated. So there's just a bunch of different Whoa. scenes that are being recreated. Um, and it would make sense to play with time and the different stones within the Infinity Gauntlet. Well, think about Avengers you could War. go and reshoot all those movies, re-release them again, <laughs> and then suckers like us would go and watch them in theaters. It's a brilliant idea. <laughs> wow. Well, Hi, lazy. I'm Kevin Feige. And I have an idea to trick the people. <laughs> well, and the, and the Russo brothers are like, well, maybe it's not time travel. Maybe it's the thing that Tony Stark created in Civil War, the um, interactive, I forget what it was called. Oh, yeah. The thing where you can recreate scenes, scenes and right. play them out. Maybe it's that. Who knows? But we do know they will be revisiting they, they know. sometimes. They know. Do they? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The just, ultimate way like, to is it not have spoilers. You, the director, don't even know what the fuck is going to happen. Uh, oh, I like that. Oh, I don't Love know. It. Choose your own adventure. A little random tidbit. I don't know if you guys caught this as we were walking out after the final after credit scene. Uh, it's uh, You know how a lot of Marvel movies end will, with, like, the Avengers will return. The Black, Black Panther, Panther will return. return. Right. Uh, this one said Thanos will return. Hells yeah. <laughs> Wee! Thanos. Which, which is Thanos. pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Thanos. Speaking of the you know end sequence, so they did something a little bit different. One end credit <laughs> sequence at oh, the very, oh, oh, very ba- end. Oh, back to the old formula. Um, and it was 17. specifically of Hill and uh, Nick Fury driving moments before uh, Thanos uh, snaps his fingers. 
they both uh, or it starts with Hill getting vaporized and then uh, Mr. Fury starts getting vaporized and then he sends what looks like a 1990s pager that's been kind of spoofed up with who knows what and then we see the symbol for uh, Captain Marvel appear. And people what do we think? Pretty nuts for that. What do we think? I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's it's the signal to Captain Marvel. We know. But where but where is she though? Do we think? Because I, have I, no idea. I remember maybe it was you who said this. There was this idea that Captain. So remember, Captain Marvel comes out in 2019, a couple months before Infinity War or the Avengers Four comes out in 2019. Um, it takes place primarily in the 1990s, right? So Captain Marvel's around in the 90s, but then obviously. All this crazy stuff happens starting in 2008 with Iron Man, and there's no mention of Captain Marvel anywhere, right? Not in the Defender stuff, not in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not in any Marvel film. So she's been vacant. I think somebody at this table or was presented the idea that she may be stuck in the small, small place. The uh, Yeah, the cosmic realm, which is... In Ant-Man, it's referred to when Ant-Man shrinks down, and that's where the original Wasp had been lost. Um, like when you get too small, like the yeah, subatomic, subatomic yeah. world. It, they call it the Cosmic Realm. Oh, that's, uh, that's what it's called in the, the MCU. And so there was a, a thought that in Ant-Man and the Wasp, they would shrink down, uh, and they would find, um, obviously, the original Wasp, and then they would also potentially see a... Captain Marvel running Just around, like running the around, around with the like, soul stone hey or something. Like perhaps they had found it and then they had hidden it. But it uh, it was actually very different. And going back to the surprise talk, that that was also I thought one of the biggest surprises that the soul stone. You know, everyone had been speculating for years, right? Like, when's the soul stone gonna show up? Like, oh, it's gonna show up in you know Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, it's gonna show up in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, it's gonna show up in Black Panther. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, or somebody had it the whole time. Yeah, and, and it turns out, and I to me this was the most unexpected character. It was with like Gamora knew where it was, um, and you know that was well done, and we've talked about that. So, but yeah, it we have no idea where Captain Marvel is, and you know you have to wonder like. Why is Nick Fury contacting her now? Obviously, it's end of world event. Like, why didn't he contact her during 2012? Yeah, Avengers one well, or Avengers two or and, the, and, the, and uh, all that stuff. But like you just said, yeah. though, um, the fact that she's been linked to the cosmic realm makes it sound like perhaps this whole thing is going to play out in Ant Man and the Wasp. Perhaps that's a connection there of of why she hasn't been in play and why. Nick Fury, Fury only has access to her now. I mean, that's so that's one of those things where those questions should hopefully be answered in the in the the two movies prior to the next, you know, um, Avengers, Avengers, movie. Avengers, Untitled Avengers movie. I hope they Avengers. I hope they call it uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. They never said. The the movie. You know, they haven't said in any Avengers Avengers Assemble. Is that, a, is that an actual thing? Yeah. It's a sad thing, but maybe, they haven't said it. Maybe they're saving it for this. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's the last one. It's the I, last I'm not on. holding my breath. I'm not holding my breath. Who was your most annoying character? Doctor Strange. Wow. Easy. Mine was Iron Man. Easy. Oh, yeah. That, that's, he's, that's, he's, that's, that's good. He's that's wearing good. on me. Granted, yeah. I did just rewatch Civil War today. Oh, he's yeah. He's a complete and utter jerk in that. Yeah. But just taking him as a whole is like, okay, his character is it's getting to me. Yeah. That makes like, sense. That makes sense. You've screwed up so many times. Yeah. And you why still have this giant not ego. In jail? <laughs> yeah. Why does he have this huge ego? Why is the security council not <laughs> locked him up? <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, for me, <laughs> I have a character, but it also ties in with a segment 
that we like to do here. I might be stealing this from Christian unless you have I, your I own. I know. You should uh, definitely steal Our it. favorite. Fuck off. And our my special fuck off goes to the Scarlet Witch. Whoa. Why? Uh, it's not really. It's it's not necessarily the character. Um, the of her accent. <laughs> what happened to her accent? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? How do you go from Triggered. an extremely strong Russian accent to an American accent all of a sudden? Is it is it part of her undercover? I I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Well, Why would you just cover? I, I don't know. Also, I, it was uh, just, actually, I, I was just, Jewish, it wasn't was Russian. It was uh, Sokovian. Yeah, that's her Russian accent. Sokovia. Sokovia. <laughs> It was a country. It got dropped on. Oh yeah, yeah. It got dropped off. It got, it got <laughs> dropped uh, off. Yeah. Hey, r- sorry, real but quick. That's my big fuck off. I know <laughs> I'm interrupting the fuck off here, but because we brought up Age of Ultron now a couple times, I know we're kind of like going off here. But at the end of Age, towards the end of Age of Ultron, there's a, a, a moment with Vision and the last um, Voltron, Voltron, Ultron droid. Where Ultron's supposedly the last remnants of him, right? And there's a flash of light, and people are like, "Oh, he's been pulled into um, the Mind Stone." The Mind Stone. Do we think Ultron? I know I'm probably going way, way out there, but do we think Ultron is potentially coming back? No, he, he totally based could. Based on what's happened here. Well, I don't know based on what's happened, but you—they even had a line in this movie like, uh, it, it, "Vision is a composite of Tony Stark." Jarvis. Uh, Bruce Banner, Jar- Jarvis, and, and Ultron. Ultron. Yeah. He's all four of them. So w- could Ultron come back? Ultron comes back in the movies. Sure. Why? I just don't they know why. They, I don't know why. I don't know why they would do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know no. at this point why. The MCU is pretty smart. They've had seventeen movies, but they certainly know which ones were good and which ones weren't, yeah. and they know when to distance themselves from those. A la Iron Man three, Thor: The Dark World. Age of Ultron, like you know what I mean. Thor one, Thor two, <laughs> Thor uh, three. No, I'm just kidding. You, you know, so I, I would not, I would be surprised if they revisited a thread. Though Thor: The but Dark World know. was in, in, incredibly important to um, uh, explain the Reality Stone. Yeah, the red one. Because uh, well, because yeah, because the ether, uh, the, otherwise the ether. Yeah, because that that's a, such a specific power where it, the Dark World is an important movie. In the context of the Infinity, I mean, poorly executed. So oh, is, I mean, absolutely. So is still of, I mean, so is Age of Ultron. It. it I liked Age of Ultron. Age of I know Ultron, you, that's uh, an unpopular opinion around here, but I did. So um, fuck you guys. I think I've got a couple special, you know, what's to play. Rant time. Rant time. So I have two. I'll start with the less obvious one. No, no, you should do that second then. No, no. Oh, okay. Start with the less. Th- uh, <laughs> this is actually a personal rant on myself. Um, so what? during a movie that I get excited for, I usually have to go to the bathroom <laughs> before the movie, right? I try to make sure everything's okay. So during the movie, 10 minutes in, I had to go really badly. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, should I get up? Should I not go? I didn't know what to do. I just sat there, confused. So my rant is against myself. That <laughs> was the first one. Against your bowels. My bowels, yeah. <laughs> and Those your bladder. So stupid. I, I will say I am actually, you know, speaking of, of rants... Uh, when Thanos is fighting the heroes on Titan, he already proved when he fought the Guardians on Nowhere that with the Reality Stone, he could just turn them into, you know, Swiss cheddar and everything like that. Why didn't he just do that? Because he's a mad Titan. He likes to fight. 
Yeah, he, he kind of just likes to fuck with people. At no point, I think, does he ever really think he's going to lose. And, I and that's, that's I think that's kind of that's kind of like the charm of the character. He's like that's why he pretends to be dead like half the movie. Oh, I died. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> like he's just he's like, the, he is a mad titan. Fuck. Exactly. Um, yeah. So sorry. the the second rant is the obvious one. Rant time. The fucking CGI. Holy fuck. Wait, really? Seriously. So at the 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 towards the end of the movie. They People are disappearing. <laughs> There's a shot where Cap kneels down next to Vision, who's now black and white. That, first of all, looked like just acetone. It just looked like shit. Then you have War Machine in the background. He looked like he was just copied and pasted there. Then you have the fucking Hulkbuster with Bruce Banner, whose face just doesn't match <laughs> color-wise. Like, it's very obvious. The, ne- the, the neck is off, too. It's yeah. just... <laughs> Holy crap! You've had 17 movies to figure this out, and this is what we get? This is almost like the car flip in the original Black Panther trailer. What the fuck? Ravi, I, I th- you, ha- you have to admit that if the CGI didn't bother you until the very end, they succeeded Amazing. They just ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> just like that game Bill sketch. <laughs> you know the, the, uh, the music the video? Flying <laughs> yeah. Um, it comes like a wooden sword. Actually, uh, was anyone else a little disappointed they didn't do the Black Panther dance? Well, well, yeah, I was going to start doing the, the thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. it wouldn't have made no Actually, sense. speaking of that, so but. they did the premiere for um, Infinity War on Monday. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of photos out there on the internet. There's a very funny one of uh, Chadwick Boseman, where he's got he's standing with a bunch of fans behind him who are doing the whole arm cross thing with with the um, the fist on the shoulder, and he's doing it, and he looks so unenthusiastic, yeah. Yeah. like because he's done it a million times. Exactly, I, th- I think some of the uh, one of the funniest tweets I ever said was um, my N word. <laughs> Getting real tired of this pose right here. <laughs> and so I'm like, and he looks at it. He's there's a like, picture, I'm right? There's a picture of him as uh, Black Panther and that picture on the right. And the caption reads, you know, first day of work compared to the hundredth day of work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so true. But that is Marvel. That That is actually any franchise, right? right. By the end, you're going to hate what you started to, you it's know. It's like working in a bakery. You're working gonna, anywhere, You're going to really. hate donuts by the time. I love donuts. Yeah. Really? Yes. I like the donut flying ships. Actually, uh, speaking of connecting The Walking Dead back to... Oh, no. Oh, God. Back to uh, Avengers, the uh, actor who played the Red Skull was not Hugo Weaving. He refused to appear in the movie. Uh, (laughs) So the actor they got to do the, I guess, the motion capture and the voice is Ross Marquand, who is actually a main character now in The Walking Dead. So speaking of that, uh, so The Walking Dead no, no, no. is connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Correct. Well, let's. Th- I mean, let's talk about the Red Skull, right? That that's been one of the bigger mysteries within the MCU in terms of where he, where the hell he went after the first uh, Captain America, and literally, I think every single Marvel movie since people have been waiting for like an after credit scene or for him to show up somewhere. Yeah, and I think we got like the best reaction around. from the the gentleman sitting in seat G G eleven. He G-11 lost his, his marbles. He was like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't quite go there, but he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, he said no what? Like, three times. He was like, or like, <gasps> what? No. <laughs> he was like, fucking fuck. No, it, it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't, no. It was more epic than that because he was truly like, he like, he leaned forward. It was like, no. 
But the Red Skull does explain that the <laughs> Space that Stone basically teleported in there and made him the guardian of the Soul Stone, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, the stones do, in a way, have kind of their own mind. Agen- agenda? Agenda, whatever kinda you like want to call like, it. Kind of like Lord of the Rings. Like the ring, the one ring has its own agenda. Yes, but it was, <laughs> a, it was a weird choice for me. It just felt, it, it kind of felt like a, a cheap throw in. Like, oh, this is the big, this is what we've been working towards. Let's throw the in. The Red a- Skull? No, no, no. It's right, the movie. The movie is the big thing we've been working towards. Nope, nope. The Red Skull. Let's throw in the Red Skull because he's this big mystery that no one ever figured out, like no previous director or writer. Let's just have him be this, you know, 30 second cameo as this guardian to the Soul Stone for 100 years with a cool. You know, Grim Reaper like cape because when he first, when they first uh, transported there to the planet of, uh, and I'm forgetting the name again. Uh, it's called Vormir. Uh, you know, I, I thought that was the Grim Reaper, right? We, you know, Thanos, like death, yeah, yeah. Death. Thanos Lady and death, death had yeah. been, you know, it's a big thing in the original Infinity War, uh, Infinity Gauntlet comic, and I thought, oh, this is their take on like, there's like a personification of death. Uh, but no, it was the Red Skull. Which is like, I was just like, to my reaction was just like, Arjun's was, what the what? fuck? What? <laughs> no, uh, Arjun's reaction was, you fucking fuck. Wow, that was very angry. Is that you. to the Russo brothers? Wow, Arjun. No, I, they just, did a good job, it, man. That, that, was, that, was, that, that was honestly the one part of the movie I was just like, really? Like, mm. eh. I, I liked it. I don't it. know. I was just like, eh. Yeah. I liked it because the Red Skull is Captain America's villain and now that Captain America no longer fights in world during World War Two, it's like what what are you supposed to do with the Red Skull? So it's like you have him have him do this like throwaway thing and then never see him again. I think that's a great way to just be like, this is where he nope. is, this is what he does. Now you can forget about it. I'd rather him. just forget about story. him to be honest. No guys, I think I, 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 I think like that he's hanging let's, on. Let's overanalyze this like crazy. I think <laughs> he's going to be the hero <laughs> yeah. of this whole day. He's the thing. one who kills Thanos? Yep. Well here's my next he's like, I want that glove. Well, here's my next question, right? You Makes know, sense. Uh, and I, I kind of brought this up earlier, the Soul Stone, right? That had been another very big mystery within the MCU of like where it was, uh, and everything like that. What did you guys feel about how did you feel about its reveal in this movie? And how I liked it, was it. Done. I liked I liked that uh, you know the Avengers weren't involved with every single stone in some way, shape, or form. I'm like that, that's a little ridiculous. Like it's, it's supposed to be like a universal. Yeah, it should thing. be the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boom, nailed it. Uh, so Boom, I like I like, I like that that was one stone that had complete mystery surrounding it, and that it was a direct uh, personal tie-in to you know Thanos um, and Gamora. I liked it. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. About when do you think uh, Gamora and Nebula had that conversation? That was great. No, I said, when do you think they had it? Oh, uh, I, I got the impression it was somewhere in Guardians 2. Well, actually, so you have I, to remember, I'm, I'm so Guardians sure 2 is just a month or two after Guardians 1. So we know Guardians 1 takes place in 2014. Uh, and then, four years ago. And then the Guardians yeah. 2 is just a few months later. So it's been four years since we last saw the Guardians. That's why Groot three is... And a half or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. why Groot is a adolescent teenage Groot or whatever. Gotcha. That makes sense, actually, yeah. So... Huh. Interesting. He's molting. Ew. Ew. Is that a thing? Yeah, trees molt. Do they really? Yeah. Explain to us. How does that work, Christian? Sap. Mm, okay. Sap. So a couple other things I want to bring up... Um, 
you know, Christian had mentioned that Doctor Strange was his least favorite character. Yeah, but um, and he has the big line right before. He I, I hate his. I hate the movie too. But sorry, you hate his movie. Yeah, I have to make sure the world um, knows that. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Christian I actually, I didn't, hates dislike, Doctor I didn't Strange. dislike his character. You know, I thought he was an interesting foil and difference to Tony Stark, and it was interesting that they clashed. Even though you would think he's too similar. A, so that, that, they're the think, same character. Right. Yeah. One's magic, think that one's similar. science. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Doctor Strange's, you know, he, we know uh, when they were preparing for Thanos to come on Titan, he looked at four, 14, what, 14 million. million different possibilities and said there was only one way to win. And he said, Tony, this was the only way yeah. to win. So Which seemingly is they. Yeah. So it, 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 it seems like, exactly. So it seems like he saw only one way to win. And his way to win was to give up the time stone, have Thanos kill half the universe, and I guess Captain Marvel gets called in. That's the way. That's the way you win. Boom, nailed it. Interesting though that part of that way would seem to indicate that Tony Stark needed to live, right? Because then why would he say, "I'll give you the time stone, but let Tony live"? Oh, that's a great. So that, that's, that's part of it. That's yeah, certainly yeah. part of it. Wow. Um, Good call. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways we could go. Was it was it to let Thanos win so then Nick Fury would contact Captain Marvel? Was that the only way? Why doesn't Captain Marvel come on her own? You know, it goes back to the question of where she is. Yeah, yeah, um, they'll, they'll really have to nail that with the next two movies. Otherwise, we're gonna feel well, like slightly let down for the. Well, specific now, Captain Marvel has a lot of heavy lifting to do. Right, we know it's a prequel and it, it's going to be the the movie right before uh, Avengers Four. And we know it's bringing back a lot of lost characters, but it ha- it it's an origin movie. It's serving a lot of different characters that haven't been in movies in a long time, and it now must serve as a prequel in between quill for Avengers Four. So it's an interesting move by Disney. They've put a lot of pressure and anticipation on an origin movie. Yeah. With the first, um, what, female well, leading superhero. It really is. So if, you, if you look at it from a cultural standpoint, that, that's also a huge thing as well. That's added pressure to the movie. It, it needs to live up to the Wonder Woman status for the Marvel. Yeah. Where it, ne- it needs to deliver in that way. It needs to be a successful but movie. But Wonder Woman had nowhere near as much pressure. Well, so how it's about, interesting. Let, yeah. Let's back up a Good second. Point. Regardless of Captain Marvel, like let's say, let's just play devil's advocate here sure let's say there's no man let's say there's no captain marvel so the avengers what do the avengers at this point know they know that half the universe of people is gone right there's still half the universe left there and thanos is still around with the only weapon or only thing that could fix it they're still going to go and fight it's not like they're standing still and just waiting for captain marvel for this thing to come and kick things into gear I don't know. Th- I think we're putting too much pressure already on Captain Marvel to like fill in all these holes when that's not necessarily the case. Correct. I see what you're saying. I think good, it's still very possible that, you know, they're people. They're fighters, right? They don't want the world to be how Thanos has put the world. Um, I think they're going to go and try and figure something out. No, no, no. That, that's not saying they're not. But Disney has clearly set it up for Captain Marvel to be very important uh, going into Avengers 4. She it is monumental. You don't end with that after credit scene if that's not important. Um, yeah, you you know it it's it that's the pre- where the pressure it could, comes. It could be a misdirection though on Marvel's part. That's a bad misdirection then because if you have if you have that, a lot of people are going to go into Captain Marvel and be very disappointed. If and it's like Krishna yeah. just said, that's a lot of pressure to put on a, a monumentous movie to put this pressure of okay, 
the last shot of the most one of the most important the most important film in the MCU that's been is built your up symbol. was the yeah. symbol to Captain Marvel and then this movie or it's a great marketing thing to get people into the theater to see this movie. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's already it's already that. Yeah. You yeah. you already nailed that part. You don't have to worry about the marketing. Disney is is on point with that. But But you've got to think of the threat n- and everything. You've got to think narratively, of yeah. narratively and everything that this can't just be a nothing. This just can't be a MacGuffin. This can't be a misdirection. Speaking of the future, did anyone think when uh, Spider-Man got his new suit? nano suit that is this a, a potential origin story for Doc Doc Ock? I mean that that is that is like legs coming out of him. That's very Doc Ock. Uh, in fact, Doc Ock Spider-Man is one of the clones specifically yeah. um, of Spider-Man. To me, in my mind, I was like, oh, whoa, I, I, I'm thinking the next Spider-Man movie, he's going to have this suit and some scientist is going to like get a hold of it and create Doc, Doc Ock off of this suit. That's not anyone else got like, that's that not kind a bad, of vibe? That's not a bad theory, but I think they're just being very... Um, was the Iron Spider? Yeah, they're being they're being very truthful and very faithful to the Iron Spider-Man suit. Uh, okay, I, don't, actually, I guess I don't know. Is yeah. that anything? Nothing to do with Doc Ock? Then there's a couple no, of crossover I, things. There, but there's probably like origin. Yeah, wise. I don't think there's anything like super connected. But gotcha. they, I mean, they can certainly take it in that direction. Yeah, Because yeah. it's there. But like the Iron Spider-Man suit does have it has those the, legs. Those legs. The spider oh, that's legs so cool. Uh, what do you know? Do you know what? Um, what that's from? Uh, is it like a comic book? It actually first appears in the Civil uh, War thing. Can I see that again? That's actually yeah. a really cool. It looks different. So here, Tony, but, uh, when uh, Peter finally decides to, he'll support in the comics when he decides to support oh, Tony's wow. side. Yeah. Tony gifts him this basically. He's like, okay. And it looks like he has lasers coming out of his hands. Yep. Like he had the same. Uh, yep. Same. Uh, same idea. That's insane. That's and also, weird. anyone else thought it was really cool that Bruce was basically driving the Hulkbuster? That was pretty cool. I thought that whole interaction between Bruce Banner and Hulk. Oh man, that was hilarious. I, it was it was pretty much like erectile dysfunction. Let's be honest. That's <laughs> that he was like he's like I can't get it out. It's like I can't get it out. <laughs> it's like well, what it's interesting. Was? You know, Kevin Feige has talked about <laughs> this is uh, the the big four pick. You know, the big uh, movie arc for the Hulk, right? The um, Thor and then Avengers one and two um, being this big arc for him, and we're kind of seeing it like oh Hulk had taken oh you know been dominant for like two years um, for the Hulk, and uh, you know between him and Bruce Banner, and then you know he came back and now Hulk had this fight with Thanos, got his ass kicked, uh, and now he's scared and is afraid <laughs> to come out. That, that, that's essentially what it was, right? Yeah, the Hulk met his match for once and is now very afraid. The Hulk had never ever met his match or even come close to it. So, you know, I think that's going to be a continue a continuing thread and arc to can, you know, follow because we it, it, I was uh, again speaking of surprises, I guess I was surprised by a lot in this movie, but we didn't see Hulk outside of the opening scene. Right. It was all Bruce Banner, the whole thing. So, he was there yeah, that one connecting performance thing. anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we can actually thank um, Heimgard, right? Or Heimdall, because of uh, he was the one that sent him to Earth. Yeah, yeah. He, Without that, that would have set off half of the yeah half of the things in motion would have been set off. Heimdall's port part was very small but very important. Yeah, to get the Hulk to Earth. Nice. Anyone disappointed? Uh, Korg didn't show up. Yes. No. Hot. My name is. Gravy. That was like your favorite it's character Frank? from Ragnarok. No, was my part favorite of character was Jeff Goldblum. Get out. Okay. Well, his brother's dead. We don't know that. 
when you actually see him die. It was That's actually true. pretty funny because it was all like the <laughs> illusion of the reality stone, <laughs> right? And like when Benicio, co- oh, no, when it's it. when it's wave when Benicio it's like going away, Benicio del Toro. Like I guess it's not him or it is him, but he's just like waving and then he's just he's, a figment of imagination. Cla- he's clapping inside the thing. He's yeah. like, "Oh, you killed." Oh, he's not really there. I thought it was funny because you have that sequence where Josh Brolin Thanos is, you know. Uh, pushing down on Benicio del Toro, the collector, and all I could think of was a uh, Sicario. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is funny because they're both in it. Yep, and it's funnier because in that in Sicario, Josh Brolin basically allows Benicio del Toro's character to kind of go on like a killing spree, and he's like his hired gun essentially. You know what's funny? Uh, Josh Brolin made more money than del Toro in this movie, but del Toro made more money than Josh Brolin in Sicario. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. What do we think of um, <laughs> Vin Diesel's performance as Groot? I am Groot. Uh, clearly, the most so much work he had to put in. Uh, for this second movie. only to Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Brad, but Bradley Cooper had way more lines. But Bradley, I mean, as Rocky, he, he always does an amazing job. But, uh, and I think I, Vin Diesel did a, you know, he did Vin a Diesel good adolescent Groot. Groot <laughs> yeah. So I, I am Groot. I don't know if this is true, but I do believe Vin Diesel does the motion capture for Groot. Oh, whoa. but I'm not sure if that's 100 percent true. While Bradley Cooper does not do the motion capture. Yeah, he's a little bit big. Um, yeah, I, little, I loved. I loved the part when. Uh, no, I lied. Uh, Vin Diesel did not do the uh, oh, motion okay. capture for Groot. Yeah, <laughs> he, just, he, he, he came in. He came in li- literally for five minutes of voice acting work. I am Groot. But then I he has to go on like Groot. a press tour with all of them. Does he? Did did he though? I didn't yeah, see any he, pictures. There, he, he's out there. Yeah, that's the easiest paycheck in the world. So you get paid for five minutes of work, and you just get drunk on the company's dime. It sounds good to me. Um, uh, I want to say real quick. Uh, I love the part uh, on the battlefield when Groot's like, "I am Groot," and then Captain America goes, "I am Steve Ro- Steve Rogers." <laughs> I, I was Steve like, Rogers. "That is hilarious." <laughs> I am Steve Rogers because he's so literal. Sometimes it's it's perfect to put those guys together. You know. So let's talk about the end. You know. Thanos yeah. clicks his fingers. Half the universe is gone. Well, everyone. Also, with his his. Did you all see the gauntlet? Yeah, I was gonna bring it's that up. It's all busted. It's melted uh, into it's, him. Oh, it's fused to it. To me, anyway, it looked like the gauntlet had kind of before the gauntlet was like a gauntlet, like a piece of armor that's over his skin. When he clicked his fingers and everything came back, it looked like it fused into his skin and it had become his actual hand. Well, so to me, it just looked like the a power of all six stones. You know, even though that was forged with the star and it's one of the most you know powerful pieces of whatever it seemed to me that it was just it was so powerful that it destroyed that essentially because he just used like one of the stones after that to kind of teleport but we don't know if it can still all six can be used together like yeah, that might have been a one time thing now, yeah so, you know so well, we know there's what another gauntlet well no no, it's no gone, it was just a it was just a fake um but the forge is working again. They could just make another if Thor wants to fry his body again. Um, but a couple questions, you know. So where, first off, where did Thanos Thanos go at the end? He, he went to um, I don't know. Somewhere he went sunny. to a cabin in the woods. Yeah, cabin oh, cabin on a on a, a on a hill, hill somewhere. Hill, yeah. An alien hill. Yeah. Actually, real quick, this, this gets me on a tangent. I had read an interview a few days ago where the Russo brothers talked about you know Thanos. You know, we don't have a lot of information on him, um, but we would find out that this wasn't—it wasn't random. Like he was going after the stones for a specific reason at this specific time. But I don't think that was really portrayed very well. Like, why? Why now? Why now, with all his full force, when you know he kind of had this 
he gave Loki a stone to go get another stone without his full black order and this other uh, army that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the same thing with the in Guardians of the Galaxy with the Power Stone. Why just send Ronan and his, you know, what, you know, what, th- that reasoning didn't really get across to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that was a little disappointing. You know, and that's why I was surprised with where it started. I thought we would start like, okay, this is why Thanos is going after this stuff now. At this point in this time. Versus any but other does, time. I mean... Does it need explanation? Does it really need explanation? He's a lunatic that wants to cleanse half the universe. It does when he comes off as a very, in this movie, a very calculated villain with everything he does. He's ten steps ahead of everyone. Everything he did before this movie... Um, was not ten steps of everyone. Yeah, he's just kind of you know kicking back and letting people do shit. So, so what changed him in him? That's important to know as a character. And uh, again, I think you re- referenced this on the way home. You know, Thanos, Thanos had come across as this kind of one bit villain in his other sporadic appearances, and in this, he comes off as very fleshed out. Will that you know, if you go back and watch all of these, you know what? Why is there a difference? Why does he just come off as this like, ha 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 ha? I'm the bad guy on the big throne who wants everyone to die. And yeah, I'm evil. Even even I his relationship that... with Gamora and Nebula are very different. Uh, or I don't know if they're different, but they're gonna. It's gonna. If you go back and watch like uh, uh, Avengers One or Guardians, you know any of those movies, like you're gonna see Thanos. It's gonna be. It's gonna feel slightly disconnected, I think, from how he's portrayed in this movie. It's not. A, it's not a bad thing necessarily. It's just a little bit like. It does lead to the question of why, why in this movie did he get his ass out of that throne? Why, <laughs> you know, why not just sit in it and keep letting people do shit for him? Like, what was the driving force? Maybe it's because a lot of the stones revealed themselves. Maybe they were in hiding, and now that a lot of them are in place, like, oh, okay, there they are. I can go get them now. Maybe that's maybe that's all the reason you need. I think they're pulling what they do in what the this other big universe thing. I think it's called St- Star Wars. Never heard of it. Oh, the Han Solo movie. So remember, <laughs> gonna bring it remember, all together. remember in episode eight of Star Wars, they yes. kill a major character and everyone's like, what the hell, mate? You mean we, episode seven? Episode oh, eight. Oh, Snoke. Where they kill Snoke. Oh, yeah. And everyone's like, well, we don't know anything about Snoke. And then they respond with, well, there's going to be other forms of media coming. Um, I'm not saying that we may get more information on Thanos and other forms of media, but it is possible. Yeah, but that's a little different, right? Snoke... Snoke wasn't built up. Was it like you didn't need to understand? Snoke only had one movie before that one. Thanos right. has had Thanos had Thanos, Thanos has had, Thanos a, had just basic appearances. Yeah, but you know he's thirty ti- seconds but, to a minute. But, but he's tied to the Infinity Stones, which has appeared in almost every single movie since two thousand and whatever. Right. Well, I think we're. And I you think know that it's tied to Thanos. But I think we're, we're chasing after. Like we we want too much detail and we want it kind of spoon fed to us. No, I don't. I just want to know what caused him to be efficient. That's it, really. Like maybe why, he met with his his why, financial advisors. Well, like, why hey, in two thousand and twelve, right? Where you make your first play for an Infinity Stone, you already have one. Remember, you gave the scepter to Loki, so you already had an Infinity Stone on you. Um, why? In 2012, do you fail so badly to get one? But then six years later, you get all six in one day. <laughs> well, yeah. but remember, that's because of where they're placed. But 
a lot of them are placed in easier accessible areas, right? Like there's what? There's two on Earth at the start of the movie. There's two on Earth. Right. There is one he goes to Xander, right? So he knew it was on Xander. Xandar. Xandar. Loki. Loki has the other one. Um, it's possible he's just waiting. For, yeah. He waited for the right time, which, like you said, it took him, what, 24 hours and he gets all of them? Yeah. Perhaps. And it was relatively easy. It just had to go like to three places, ding, ding, I ding, think. Ding. Right? Yeah. So I, like, oh, okay. I, I'll I have to do too much work. Yeah, I think it's... I don't think it's... Today I'm going to get off my butt. I he just saw an opportunity, saw an opportunity to, to get a bunch. Right. And then he struck. After the, yeah. But I mean, that, that, that could be, that you know, calculating guy just sitting back waiting for the right time. I could, I could, I could see that. Uh, I'm trying yeah. to think of an analogy, but all I can think of is food. So, I mean, <laughs> so going back to the ending then, the, you know, we know half of our characters going into Avengers 4 are off the table. Do you think there was a specific specific characters they chose um do we think this will be undone relatively early or not till the end of avengers 4 i think it comes down to a contract contractual agreement per actor (laughs) (laughs) oh so just go through each actor's thing well i mean they were like let's see how many have you done how much is this going to cost okay well i think i think if you look at it all the i think just about all of the avengers from avengers 1 Mm -hmm. who are avengers not assemblers, <laughs> are, are, st- are there. And, yeah, I did, yeah. And everyone else is not. Or not everyone else, but a lot of the characters who come in after that movie, like Black Panther, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, um, Mo- Guardians. Almost all the Guardians. Uh, like 90% of Besides the Guardians. Rocket and Nebula are, yeah, are gone. Are, are gone. So it, it's like they're, they're putting together the team from Avengers 1, um, and it's going to be like, I think it's to, to set them up for one last Hoorah. old man push. Like, it's like Rocky, it's like Rocky Balboa. It's like an old man. I'm going to get back in the ring. You know, it's, it's like these old guys, you know, they got a little bit left in the tank and they're going to try and save the world, a universe again. Again. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think anything we come up with tonight and between now and the next movie will get us even close to what we end up seeing. That's a good thing. I think it's a great yeah. thing because I went into this movie thinking one thing and I left going, wow, I was surprised. Yeah. I was full on surprised. This is a lot different from when we went and saw Civil War mm-hmm. because the marketing, the hype build up to Civil War was, you know, they're, they're crazy stakes. You're going to feel blah, blah, blah. And I know for me anyway, I left Civil War going, Meh. Meh. Nothing Meh. really happened. Yeah, yeah. They're just running around whatever in secret. Big whoop. While with this Spider-Man one... Spider-Man was cool. That was it. Yeah. While with this one, I left going, okay, yep, they're real stakes. Yep, they actually did something crazy. And I have... Yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen next. And that's exciting for a yeah. change. That, that, that is actually, that's the first uh, you would think for these Marvel movies, right? Yeah. Around the table real quick. Which of the Defenders no longer exists? <laughs> Iron Fist. Iron That's Fist. That's it. <laughs> In this yeah. order, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and Luke Cage is still around. Wow. So the other three are gone? Yeah, they suck. <laughs> I hate them. Jessica Jones isn't bad. Trish Walker's the only one. <laughs> no, nobody, yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody defended that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tr- I was just right. That's it. Tr- Trish Walker with her, uh, her hit single. Yeah. I had a hit single once. 
I want to create. Cra- hey, I think wish about I had this. It. Think about this for a second. The amazing uh, Avengers theme and the I want your cray cray exist together. in the same universe. That's crazy. Hey, hey, I want your cray cray. I wish I still had it on those four. Should we ask that question? Is it time? Yep, let's do it. All right, Ravi. Wait, what? The audio just changed a little bit. What happened? No, it didn't. Oh, okay. Ravi, was Avengers Infinity Wars good? Yes. We should have some sound jobs for this. Go, go ahead. Ding, ding, ask, ding, me, ding, ask, ding. Me, ask me. Ask me. Ask me. Um, ask me. Krafina. <laughs> was... Wait, what was this movie? Uh, was Avengers <laughs> Infinity <laughs> wow. War? You're tired. Good. I'm tired. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. That's rude. Uh, no, it was it was very good. I love I loved it. Arjuna was Avengers: Infinity Wars good. Uh, we're still we're still alive. He's just taking his time for yes, some reason. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> you say that like grudgingly for some reason. Uh, it was. I I actually. I, I, I have I, one more question asked. By the way, sure. Go ahead. Um, Krishna and Arjuna. Was 10 years worth of Marvel movies that you have seen up until this point, was it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Because yeah. you, you unfortunately, even the bad movies you needed to get to this to point. get to, to understand all the little subtle things that happen between the characters. Now, from a cost perspective, real quick here. Oh, I love Matt. God. There are now 18 movies. Let's average the American movie price ticket. We're going to say, based on some facts I, I did and some research, $17. I'm basically taking all 4D, 3D, IMAX movies, mm-hmm. regular, cheapy ones, and then you average it out. It's about 17 That means we each spent around $306 on Marvel movies. Not including food. Or Juna spent more because he sees these movies like nine times. Uh, false. I saw Guardians one seven times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that right there, and stop. Stop. I saw Winter you Soldier three times. That was a that was a great. Winter Soldier is a great movie. Uh, the last, the la- I saw Guardians two twice, but I think that was the last Marvel movie I've seen more than once. I wanted to see Black Panther a second time. I never got around to it. I'll definitely see this at least a second time. Same here, actually. And and then I'm trying to think which other ones I've seen multiple times. Homecoming. Nope. Only saw that once. Only saw Thor once. Ragnarok? Yeah. Okay. Only saw Ant-Man once. Have no desire to ever watch it again. Doctor Strange, same. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think in theater. I think everything else is just one time. Okay, Avengers 1 I saw three times. Mm. I did. That was that. I mean, that was like, you know, the first of its kind. You know, first team-up movie yeah, ever. That was You're like, this is the Lord of Rings of superhero movies. You're yeah, like, exactly. Nah, 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 nah. It had never been seen before, and you'll never, you never be able to replicate that ever. Yeah, no. Justice no. League tried and failed miserably. That movie sucked. What if Justice League had come out first? No, it, it still would have been it terrible. Would have been terrible. Yeah, yeah. We could be heroes. Terrible song. This is was it good? You can follow us on Twitter at was it good underscore. Tweet us questions, comments, and more. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast players. This pod and us are part of the larger Bad Tacos Pictures. Be sure to follow Bad Tacos on Twitter at badtacos underscore. Instagram is badtacos.pictures. Facebook and YouTube for our sketches, our show Whiskey Bros, and so much more. We've always got exciting new stuff. Woo! Nailed it. Thank you. I've been practicing.
in the bathroom. Oh. While you're pooping? No, peeing more so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yep. Chris, your uh, Patreon or something? Oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash Bad Tacos. Check it out. Leave us a donation, Bad please. Tacos Assemble. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All the tacos. I actually wore my Bad assemble. Taco socks to work today. Ooh, nice. Thank you again for those orange shoes. Well, we're waiting on Sunday, so it's good. they're going to smell pretty bad. Wait, really? I thought we were wearing them on Sunday. It was like production day. Socks. I have to do laundry now just for the socks. Yeah, well, you're <laughs> welcome. You just do like one load with the socks. Thank you for listening. This was Was It Good? I'm your host, Ravi, joined by two mad titans, Christian Arjuna. I like to be called Thanos. Let's go destroy a planet. Fare thee well. The moon, maybe? <laughs> <laughs>